Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. Seeking the truth, exposing the lies. Remember, together, we are unstoppable. Keep on digging. In this episode, I talk with Travis, also known as Thunder Monkey, on the Stereo app. We discuss the new alliance between China, Russia, and India, and the possible collapse of the dollar. Stay tuned and put on your seatbelt. This is going to be a good one. So now you've got this alliance, China, Russia, India, probably soon to be Korea as one united place. And, and this is all changing. And that, that leads me to what gives the United States the right to tell Korea that they can't be united? What gives us the right to go interfere in the Ukraine conflict by giving them $13 billion in aid? When we have 500,000 homeless people here, the average American is, can't afford a $400 emergency and is like, you know, two or three paychecks away from homelessness. We're in a huge economic crisis here. But we've just had our blinders on and our earplugs in and just, you know, waving flags. That's not going to work for much longer. Back to you, Jack. Yeah, I wanted to touch on uh, what you said about the supply chain and uh, the cost of things going through the roof. I, I kind of grew up all around farmland. I'm over. Uh, I was born and raised, spent the first 20 to 30 years of my life in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, also known as Amish country. I've been surrounded by that my whole entire life. You can't get fertilizer on there. You're in deep, deep trouble. And the main, one of the main factors, if you're going to do just all natural organic, uh, the way some farmers do, is cow manure. So I bring that up for two reasons. Number one, the largest world supplier of fertilizer in the entire world comes out of two places combined. Ukraine and Russia, we're not getting any uh, fertilizer anytime soon. They've stopped producing that, and I don't foresee them uh, cranking up the uh, plants anytime soon to get that stuff out to us. Number two, largest supplier of wheat to the entire world comes from, you guessed it, Russia and Ukraine. That's being shut off. Putin's not looking at sharing it anytime soon with uh, the rest of the world, given how uh, everybody's kind of turned on him, understandably. Uh, I'd be pretty suspicious too, about people invading my country. And obviously, Ukraine's a little too busy to go and just start putting out a fertilizer. So you couple those two things together here. Number one, fertilizer for our plants and uh, all sorts of agriculture, including stuff that would grow for cows to eat. We're in deep trouble if we don't have that there. And a lot of people are starting to see that. And on top of that, you also have wheat being a massive feed for animals. Animals help produce manure. Manure is a huge component in fertilizer. You couple those things together and then farmers uh, have to consider, okay, maybe I need to cut back on certain livestock, send a couple of cows out earlier to the slaughter than what would normally happen. So now you have also less fertilizer coming in, but you have less food for the beef to be coming through. All that stuff together, prices increasing. On top of that, we have the technology to preserve our food. It's not that hard. If we have a season where we have access, we have multiple, multiple different ways of storing stuff together, whether it be a massive can, mylar bags, freezing things, when it can be done on massive scale levels. The government does not allow us to do that. Most people don't know that. But if you, as a farmer, that, that being your main source of income, farming, farming only, you've got a lot of stuff to contend with the government. 
And if you go and you try and save for like cherry cherries, they're very persnickety as far as uh, conditions to, for them to be able to be ripe and to be plentiful throughout the year. It's very, very hard to get a perfect year for those. You, you have a year where you have an abundance of cherries or you have an abundance of wheat or abundance of rice. You are selected to be able to sell a certain amount. Everything else must be discarded. If you go and you store your own food and you uh, freeze it or do whatever form of storing uh, preserved for the next year for the next harvest, you're committing a federal crime. You can lose your entire farm like that. The government needs to be able to get out of the way. But like you've said before in the last podcast, every solution to a problem is another manufactured crisis. I believe I'm paraphrasing you at least on that. As far as supply chain, that's part of the problem isn't as much big greedy corporations, although the mega corporations are a lot to blame. You also have to look at the government forcing us to have our own crisis. Well, I couldn't agree more. Part, part of what I believe is that the government now, the corporations now control our government. So I think it's one and the same. I think we're totally agreeing but just from different sides of the same coin, maybe. Touching on what you were saying, going back a little bit, yeah, you can't say the N word that ends with an I because you'll get banned. I did a talk on Ukraine and I was banned from all social media. And then all of a sudden, when I took that talk down, I was able to post again. I was able to access stereo. Stereo had no idea what was happening. So this was a banning above stereo. Some entity in stereo had no idea what was going on with my account. They've never been able to tell me. They've escalated my case three times. Still can't tell me. I still can't access mobile data. I can only do my this podcast on Wi-Fi. So I have to be parked out in front of a coffee shop or something or at home. Speaking of fertilizer, so a lot of fertilizer... Like after World War II, they, they wanted to figure out how to use chemicals of war, you know, because, oh, my God, these corporations are making so much money, right, with nitrogen and this and that. A lot of those chemicals, in turn, were used for, to create fertilizer, artificial fertilizer. Like you said, the only real legit fertilizer is urine and excretion from grazing animals. You don't want animals that eat meat. You want grazing animals, any kind of grazing animal. And I've watched uh, many documentaries on this because I would love someday to have a little piece of land where I can produce food. And the most economical way and regenerative way to do this is you keep the animals corralled in a small location so that per square foot, there's a lot of urine and feces, which then turns to fertilizer. Then you move that corralled area daily or weekly, depending on the size of it. But the, our current method of farming, you know, I live in a farmland area, Sonoma County, California. They just have cows on 50 acres. The, the cows are free to roam. So they're munching down the grass equally in every area. So no area is allowed to completely recover. And also the urine and feces is scattered over that massive area instead of concentrated in a small area where it could do a lot of good. So then what they do in turn is they take this, the feces, the cow poop, and they soak it in massive containers of water, and then they spray this poop water on the grass as fertilizer. And we call it the Sonoma aroma, because on a hot day, it's like, oh my God, the smell of cow poop permeates everything. So there's that. What you said about canning, oh my God, that blows my mind, right? Why aren't farmers allowed to can, to flash freeze? So there's a plan there. There's an agenda there, right? No farmer should be forced to discard perfectly good food products. That's insanity. 
But what it's doing is it's controlling the supply and demand to keep the cost at a certain level. That's the only thing that makes sense. Back in the Great Depression, they were even canning dandelions because dandelions apparently have a really high protein content. We look at them as weeds now and spray toxic Roundup, which is proven to cause cancer on our property and that stuff never really goes away it goes into the water table this has been proven there's a perfectly good food source that grows naturally everywhere but you know we've been brainwashed to think that you got to eradicate it you got to get rid of it you got to spray poison on it even if that poison you know may put you personally at risk you know there's a there's a great documentary once again i'm a documentary fiend if anybody else is on my youtube channel and another thing with dave i have a whole list of must see under my playlist, must see. And there's 1,246 documentaries that I've watched that I feel the world needs to see. One of them is The World According to Monsanto's. They've had a, a concerted effort over the decades to consolidate farming, to mandate that farmers buy their seed. And it's even gotten to the point where if you have an organic farm and there's a GMO farm using Monsanto's seed across the street, you can't sue the Monsanto farm for polluting your organic farm, but Monsanto can sue you for using their product without a license. Wow. So, you know, once again, the justice is stacked, stacked on the side of corporation and the haves and the have nots are just kicked to the curb. You also mentioned something about the weapons in Ukraine being just handed out. And I've seen videos of this, right? Just crates of you know, machine guns and stuff just opened up for the public to come and grab. So that brings up that word again that we can't say. But imagine what could go wrong. I, like I, I was describing earlier, the what armed ISIS was us leaving guns in Iraq. So once this crisis is the immediate crisis is over, where are those weapons going to go? Whose hands are they going to fall into? What could go wrong? Oh, my God. It's maddening. Um, you spoke of cherries also. I watched a, a show about cherries and it wasn't a political thing at all. It was this guy, Heavy D. He's a you know heavy mechanic guy and real interesting podcast that he's got or blog, whatever you want to call it on YouTube. But he went to visit a cherry farm just to show you how cherries are, are farmed. And it's insane. If it rains on the cherries when there's, when the, on the cherry trees, when there's actual fruit hanging, they have to bring in a helicopter to hover over each cherry tree to knock that water off or their crop will go to hell. I used to work on a, a cherry farm and uh, it will literally, I, I'm not being figurative when I say it, the cherry will literally explode. I have had days where we would come back, but it was a small farm. We couldn't afford helicopters just flying over it, but there would be bits of cherry and the smell would be awful as something related to almost I, I would compare it to dead fish yeah they will blow oh, up God. and then all of a sudden you'll have rows and rows of trees that have these beautiful uh bing cherries nice and red and juicy ready to be picked uh, I, I would help assist people in getting set on where they can pick parking and all that other stuff and it would just blow apart and, and the stench was awful so they literally explode they are extremely persnickety but uh go ahead go, keep going yeah no i just wanted to wrap it with the canning thing like in what world does it make sense to not allow a cherry farmer to can their excess crop that's insanity are you kidding me canned cherries would be good for years and once again 
in the Great Depression, that was encouraged, right? It was hard to get fresh food because of the Dust Bowl. Most of our farmland went to hell. So canning was everything. How could it be a bad thing? So this is once again, this is overarching control, I believe, of the corporations infiltrating our government. I forget what the legislation was. Maybe you can help me out with this. But, you know, it became legal to donate unlimited amounts of money to super PACs. So basically, corporations can now bribe our politicians. And then there's the revolving door between politicians and Monsanto. I did a, I did a college paper on this and got an A-plus on it. But uh, Donald Rumsfeld, you know, one of the architects of uh, the project for the new American century, where they talk about U.S. hegemony and how we're going to secure that for the next hundred years, which is procuring all the world's remaining resources through military efforts, which we've done. But prior to being in the government, Donald Rumsfeld was the head of the Cyril Corporation, S-E-A-R-L. And what they developed was aspartame. It was originally banned as a poison. Once he got into government, he legalized it to go into foodstuffs. And that's how it got into gum, diet soda, all this stuff. Aspartame has literally been scientifically proven to cause brain lesions. So that's the level of care. That like basically, I think this has been a concerted effort going back to where I started that, you know, our government will go to any lengths to not let another 1960s like uprising happen. I mean, look what happened to Occupy. Look what happened to the BLM movement. They got quashed violently for peaceful revolt, quashed people beaten, shot in the eye with fake bullets. Seven reporters were permanently blinded for being shot in the face with quote-unquote non-lethal rounds. These are reporters. This is the stuff we, we point the finger at China for, at Russia for. And then another little side note of that, Obama incarcerated more reporters and reporters' sources under the Espionage Act than all presidents before him combined. So this is a concerted effort by the left and the right because they're basically beholden and owned by corporation. Uh, that's all I got on that trap. All right, cool, Dave. Hey, uh, I did do that research on what you were talking about here. And uh, we actually just passed a 10-year anniversary. I just read up on it best I can. You can thank that uh, that ruling, uh, Citizens United. It was court case Citizens United versus Federal Election Commission. You won't believe what I'm about to tell you here. This is about uh, Anthony Kennedy. In the court's opinion, Justice Anthony Kennedy wrote that limiting, quote, Independent political spending, quote, from corporations and other groups violates the First Amendment right to free speech. The justice who voted with the majority assumed that independent spending cannot be corrupt and that the spending would be transparent. But both assumptions have been proven to be incorrect. Wow. Right. So, and yeah. that brings to mind that brings to mind the, the ruling that corporations are people and have all the rights of a person. But a corporation doesn't live in a community, so they don't care about the good or the betterment of that community, right? Yeah, and you run into that problem when you consider that uh, globalization has happened. You know, we, we it, anybody that isn't, you know, outside of the U.S. and it's just limited to the U.S., in my opinion, you're considered a small business. Every other corporation out there, all of them 
are either worldwide or spanning out through many, many countries. You pretty much at this point, you have foreigners voting and spending money. It's amazing to me that we have limits on how much uh, as an individual person that we can donate to uh, someone's political campaign. But as far as corporations, yeah, it looks like that's a completely different thing, even though they're considered to be individuals as well. It blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. So, right. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this is all intentional. Citizens United strikes again. Back to you, Dave. That, that brings to mind the Hunter Biden laptop issue, right? It was the news, the lamestream media, as I like to call it, was trying to debunk that there was any truth to that. Well, it's come out that it was absolutely true and now the details are coming out on how he was in collusion with foreign governments, which is a crime. But what's going to happen there? Do you think he's going to do any time? Probably not. Nepotism and corporate control. It, it's just unbelievable. We got a message. Let me play from Jay Rue and then back to you. Big shout out to Dave. Dave, you are a warrior in my eyes. Keep fighting the good fight. Um, shout out to Travis dropping some gems as well. Um, yeah. Loving it, guys. Keep up the good work. Much love, J. Rue. Much love, man. It helps to hear that because, you know, sometimes it feels like, I don't know about you, Travis, but sometimes it feels like I'm just screaming at a wall, you know, talking to myself. You know, you know when I meet somebody like you, it's really soul feeding. It gives me the, the, the wind in my sails to keep going because I can't tell you how many times I've just thrown my hands up in the air of like, man, I'm having no effect. What good is it to talk about it? You know, well, what good it does me is it gets it out. You know, and it's, you know, like I believe holding stress within yourself, that's going to be food for cancer or some other self-attacking disease, dis-ease. When you're not at ease, you're in dis-ease, right? So I think even if we're just talking to ourselves in a phone call about this stuff, it helps us, right? It helps us to go on another day to be a nicer person the next day because I'm not stewing on all this stuff. What do you think, Trap? Oh, I 100% agree with you. And uh, I'll I'll uh, take that and also jump with it on that and say, uh, you know, you and I probably, if we decided to dedicate our phone to it, we'd probably find that we have a decent amount of uh, political disagreements on both foreign and uh, domestic issues. But what the people really don't seem to want is when we look at these issues that are affecting all of us, you know, I'm uh, pretty far to the right, you're uh, part of the People's Party, but you look at the parts that unite us here, the stuff that really, really matters, everything else is just kind of, you know, would fall back to just friendly banter back and forth over beer at best. Uh, but this is the stuff that people really have to get behind because parties, you know, change you know power changes back and forth bureaucracies might say the same but the political parties go back and forth and uh as far as um just they want us to in my personal opinion this goes right back to cancel culture they don't want you to know that uh there's other people like you because like you said puts you at dis-ease it makes you rack your head against the kitchen counter screaming what the hell's going on with my tv so yeah they really seem to not want people to be able to just get together and talk about the most important issues. And when the authority goes and tries to shut you down, you're probably, maybe not on the bullseye, but you're probably hovering around Target somewhere. Yeah, it, you know, this is part of why we have the freedom of speech. Back then, it was uh, the concern about people being able to go and meet in saloon, taverns, bars, and be able to talk with one another. Right now, uh, 
we've uh it's been a little give and take you know we can uh you know we're on completely different ends of the country i can talk to you over in california and you talk to me in the exact same time social media and the phones posting and stuff like that be pretty much become the taverns and the saloons and the bars of the 21st century yeah you just you know this is where people get together this is the new commerce where everyone can talk spread their ideas so when you see people starting to clamping down, you just have to envision what this truly means. This would be like them going out to different places of work, organization, restaurants. And actually, you don't really have to think about it. You look at it. Look at 2020. You know, they did shut that down in person. They did make people feel alone. And when people did speak up about stuff going on with COVID, about different things happening, you got shut out real quick. So I think they want to make sure that everyone feels alone personally. And um, the more we can connect with one another and uh, help each other out, you don't even have to physically connect. I'll probably never meet you, Dave, at this point with you being all the way across the world. But, and, you know, love to sometime. But this is the way that people can connect. We can start making changes. You absolutely have to take a stand and make changes at the local level. Start with your neighborhood. Start talking to your neighbors. Start breaking everything that's past digital and get the face-to-face with your neighbors if you can you know breaks out into your local areas if you have kids you might want to consider running for your local school board start talking about things that are happening with your kids the education that they're getting because they're the future at this point and then you branch out more into counties state and then we go into national eventually but this is where that all happens is local and the nice thing is uh, we can all get on the same page for our locals, this new technology, but we got to fight to be able to have this talk going. I know that's not really anything that was mentioned in our uh, conversation talk, but just felt like putting that out there after uh, what you said. Back to you, Dave. Absolutely. That's an umbrella that encompasses everything that we've been talking about. And, and I couldn't agree more. I got a few points that I just wrote down to hit on about this. Like, wow. And what, when you were in the middle of that, this guy rode by on a mountain bike with a neck gaiter on. He's by himself riding a bicycle. There's no cars on the road, but he's living in fear and he's got this damn neck gaiter on while he's riding a bicycle. Are you kidding me? So be afraid, stay afraid. That'll keep you from, from you know, when you're in fear, if you're in enough fear, you're paralyzed, right? So, you, you know, and that brought another point to mind. An educated, united populace is the government's worst fear. I forget whose quote that is, but that has stuck with me ever since I heard it. And yeah, I'm left leaning. I'm not a Democrat at any by any means, because I figure that that's just a centrist party. That's a corporate party. I believe the Republicans are as well. But, you know, I don't want to get into that because, once again, that's division. And my goal is to unite people on the things that affect us all. But in my own family. I've been called right wing. So I've gone so far left that people are calling me right wing. Like, wow. And those are people that are buying the lamestream media narrative. I recently watched a program, um, the film archives on YouTube. It's historical stuff. And there was a an ex-CIA guy on there. And he was talking about his experience, personal experience in the CIA over 20 years. He said 75% of what, what the CIA does is propaganda and misinformation to guide public thinking. He also went so far as to say the CIA has a role in editing or writing 
Hollywood scripts, even for blockbuster movies. He also went so far as to say that they have they have plants or employees of the CIA at news stations. So I call CNN the CIA news network. I don't know if many people know, but MSNBC, that's Microsoft NBC. So you're getting basically the Microsoft slant or Bill Gates's slant on the news there. And then what you said is, you know, if, if you get censored by the government, you might be on target. Well, one of my favorite shows is the Jimmy Dore show because he's constantly hacking away at the lamestream media's narrative. And when he got written up, there was a hit piece done on him by CNN. And he said, yeah, baby, I'm a threat. You know, like, whoo, I'm obviously getting somebody's attention because they're trying to they're trying to discredit him. Right. And I'm also, that leads me to the isolation, you know, shutting down restaurants and bars. Originally, they weren't even allowed to do outside dining. Right. A hair salon couldn't even have one person at a time, even if even if you signed a waiver like we're are you kidding me? We're enacting things that we point the finger at authoritarian governments for. You should be able to sign a release and be like, yes, I want to get my hair cut. I'll enter at my own risk, right? But no, we weren't able to do that. Restaurants, bars, everything except liquor stores and grocery stores were shut down. Riddle me this, liquor stores left open. Oh, why? Because you could just go home and drink yourself silly. Then you're not going to be thinking too much. You're definitely not going to take proactive measures. And, and, and you've been eliminated from the discourse at that point. And that brings me to be afraid, stay afraid. We'll tell you what to do. The government's your daddy. They're there to love you and protect you. I don't believe any of that. They just want us to be afraid, stay afraid. The examples of this are, you know, with the COVID mandate and shutdown, they didn't tell you what to do to be healthy. They never, never once did the lamestream media say, take a bunch of zinc. Increase your vitamin D, increase your vitamin C, eat onions, eat garlic. I never heard that once, right? And then you, you got back to uh, the Iraq invasion or 9-11, excuse me. It's code yellow. It's code orange. It's code red. Were we ever told what to do if it's code yellow? No, just be afraid, stay afraid. Don't think for yourself. And that leads me to deaths of despair. You can look this up on YouTube. Deaths of despair are the leading cause of death now for white middle-aged men in the United States. And what this is, is suicide due to depression, uh, death due to alcoholism and drug overdose, which leads right to depression and feeling helpless. So this has manifested itself uh, in these ways. And now for the first time in our country's history, the life expectancy has gone down. Right. So this is insanity. And once again, it all these things, if you look at them individually, it's like, ah, oh, that seems kind of extreme. That seems kind of extreme. But then if you if you're curious enough to go down the rabbit hole, do a little research online on YouTube, it's all out there. And once you pull back the lens, you can start connecting these dots and you don't just see a bunch of random stars. Now you see a constellation. Hundred percent agree with you on that. Um, I don't know if you've seen the um movie with uh chris hemsworth and that uh one guy from that nickelodeon show drake and josh josh i think his last name is bell uh but they had done a remake of new dawn now if you're familiar with the the book or the original uh the the premise of the story was 
originally China has invaded. And uh, it's all about pretty much, you know, a foreign uh, army occupying. And uh, now these kids have to band together and fight back. Uh, that was not approved because we, at that point, were uh, trying to stoke extra relations with China. It was frowned upon to be against China. We were handing over more power to China, but we were okay about it being the Koreans. So even though the Koreans, by no stretch of any sort of imagination being able to pull it off, we just had to, you know, suspend our Hollywood belief and just say, okay, sure, the Koreans have amassed a massive army to be able to fly over, evade all of our raiders and just drop troops on the ground and occupy the U.S. all over. Um, that just being one of them. But uh, yeah, they've, they're in absolutely everything. I remember, I forget what the name of this girl was, but there was a, a video leaked of her where uh, she didn't realize she was on camera, but uh, a reporter that was saying, we had everything about Epstein uh, stuff, but they just wouldn't, the, these companies just would not let us run the story. And she's all depressed because she knew that this story could have been out there sooner. And of course, as soon as that uh, stuff leaked, she's fired. So, yeah, it, propaganda, you know, people think it's just, oh, this is, quote, fifth generational warfare. I personally don't believe in the, uh, what people are talking about as far as fifth generational warfare. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. If you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please do share with friends and on social media. Until next time, keep on digging for the truth.